Hi, I'm Jane Stahl, retired high school English teacher and director of community relations at Studio B Fine Art Gallery in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And this is the Be Inspired podcast. My guest and I hope that in the few minutes you spend with us, you'll be surprised and delighted to meet someone new, become aware of projects going on in your neighborhood, and maybe entertain a new way to look at the world. Look, we all need to keep our spirits up in these challenging times, and I can't think of a better way to lift up our spirits than to meet interesting, passionate folks and learn about what they're doing to make life better for all of us. And so, join me now for the Be Inspired podcast. Hello, Be Inspired audience. I'm here today with someone I met just a couple of weeks ago. His name is Eric R. Music. And Eric came as a result of bringing the artwork of some young women. Is that correct? Correct. And um, when he came to pick up their art, I had an opportunity to talk with him very briefly about his business. And Eric, surprising to many artists, has been able over decades to make a living doing art. And so I thought our artists would be especially interested in some of his thoughts relative to that. But before we get to there, Eric, tell me a little bit about you. How did, when did you decide you were an artist? Um, I don't think I really had a choice. From the very beginning, um, I would say maybe I was three years old or four years old. I was already drawing in my, uh, all the books on my bookshelf my parents put there for me. I'd always see the, uh, in, uh, the, the books when you would open them up, it would have those blank pages in them. And I was in there drawing on all of them, thinking that they were my sketchbooks, I guess. No kidding. Drawing everything from chocolate chip cookies to spaceships. What were your parents <laughs> No, neither, neither. My father was a carpenter. Um, I actually grew up working in that field with him for most of my childhood and into college. Uh, my mom was just a homemaker. And uh, so it just, it just kind of had what I had and, and, Never really had an opportunity to develop it. Didn't have art lessons or anything else like that until college. Okay. Uh, but I always was that kid, you know, when there would be an art contest or whatever, I'd go out go. for it and win it, that kind of thing. And, and I actually even became a little bit more of an entrepreneur even in high school. Um, oh, talk starting, to me about that. Yeah. Um, uh, back then, everybody was wearing jean jackets in the 1980s. Yes. And um, there, a lot of people would put... Uh, Yes, yes. Uh, heavy metal music bat- patches on, their, on their, their jean jackets and stuff. And I came up with the idea of painting on jean jackets. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a, literally a thriving business in, in high school. Just some, someone would give me 50 bucks. I'd draw on their back or I'd draw on their arms. It would almost look like tattoos. <laughs> of course. But, but I had this constant flow of you know, income just coming from that. But I, had, like, I could just copy things, but I didn't have any formal training, no art history, Nothing okay. like that. Um, there wasn't really the area I lived in, Northeast Pennsylvania, uh, Wilkes-Barre area. Okay. I uh, there wasn't really any opportunity. No, no museums. No art training. I mean, there was. I think there were some people, but I never had access to any of it. So, uh, when the opportunity to go to college came, um, and I ended up going to Penn State for it, um, 
they kind of pushed me in that my parents pushed me in that direction to follow where they went. I was going to ask you if your parents were supportive. Yeah, they both went to Penn State and I actually applied for a couple schools and funny enough one of them was Kutztown and they rejected me. Uh, Oh my goodness. Yeah, and it was terrible and it really kind of hurt me as a kid because I I didn't have any real formal training so there was a test involved and I, I was rejected and it's funny since then I've actually taught a lot of their students after they've gone to school there and actually helped a couple of the students get into the program that I got rejected from. That, that they, still yeah, hurts. I can, but I it, can see it. <laughs> but it's great because it was almost a little bit of uh, yeah, pushback because yeah. some of these students were told they couldn't get in. No they, they were they were they were told, Oh, you're not good enough, you know, wait a year or two or yeah. you know, don't even try. I had one one really? said, don't even try. Well, I worked with this young lady throughout a summer beforehand. We came up with a really competent portfolio, and she got in first shot. So it was no pretty kidding. funny. And then, funny enough, two or three years later, uh, she came back to me, and she was like, I learned more in the summer that we were together right. uh, than I did in all the years I was in school. So that's right. that's been, um, I think for me, you know, being an artist is, of course, I love doing the kind of work that I do, but... Um, more than half of my business is really uh, pushing towards helping other artists. I have an, an academy that I've set up. Um, you have an academy? Yes, I, and I'm trying to, it's it's going to be a brick and mortar thing. It's been mostly incubated in my studio now where I teach students from local and all around the world. I've been doing really? this now for about uh, 20 years or so. Uh, you know, way, way before all this Zoom meeting stuff started, I was doing a lot of video stuff. Um, so, but I really have a soft spot for, you know, the young students getting involved in this, even the mid-career and, and even retirees. My students span you, all your, of those. Your yeah. academy right now, the folks, the, the young people involved or the people involved in your academy, are they all younger? Uh, these, yeah, the students I have, I have one main apprentice, her name is Marky Bardo. She is, um, she's from the Czech Republic, actually. Um, she's from where? The Czech, Czech Republic. No yes, yes. She's lived here about six years or so. She's been on with me for about four years, and she's my, my lead. And just a shout out, she won Best in Show yes. yeah, and she here wins many at of Studio them. B for <laughs> yeah. our last Faces yeah. exhibit. And yeah. I mean, people who came in were just wowed yeah, she's by very her talented. work. Now, did she come to you with those skills? She came to me with, with a lot of potential. She did have some skills. Um, I taught her a lot. I've been teaching her a lot in figurative work large-scale commissions and things like that um, and portrait work that she started as a student of mine and then I asked her to come on as a, an apprentice to to be more involved in some of my projects now you talked about your business yes um, and you have the Academy in which you work with mm-hmm. with young artists yeah. I, I guess yeah. for the most part All over but there. you are commissioned your work is commissioned can you Very talk much. about what you do for a living um, I do a lot. <laughs> it doesn't stop. I, we I, only have twenty minutes. <laughs> I know. I usually, I usually try to. I used to be known for staying up very late till three in the morning working. Um, at, at the, I'm going to be fifty this year, so I've, oh. I've, I've had to start, you know, watching my health a little more, and I've, I've, I've applied to a, an early morning start to a, a late, an earlier end of my nights. But um, throughout my day, I, I work on uh, my own work, commission work. 
um, getting things ready for my students, um, a lot of promotion all day long. Uh, more than half of my job is well, promotion. Well, stop just a minute. What is your what kind of work are you commissioned to do? Uh, a lot of old masters inspired work. So I would no say kidding. anything. I I say that I'm more of a classical figurative artist. Most of my work falls into that. It could okay. be portraits and and uh, classical figurative work. Um, it it. It ends up being a lot of portraits, ends up being a lot of some mythological work you would see from an artist maybe 400 years ago, um, and a lot of religious work. I do work for a lot of churches okay. um, and private clients who, who commission it. So Now, do they commission portraits of themselves or their at loved times, ones? At times, and... yes. At times, okay. memorial portraits. Um, I do either oil paintings or charcoal work for the majority of what I do. Okay. Um, so that work comes in fairly frequently. Um, I'm in the business now almost 30 years, so I, I don't, I, I wouldn't say I, I don't advertise because I share my work constantly, every day. Okay. I have, I have, that's part of the promotion part. It is, yeah. yeah it, it is, and I think that's the biggest thing I would say to anybody in this business trying to learn it is to understand from the beginning is that 50% of your time is going to be marketing. It, wow. it, it doesn't it, it doesn't really uh, resonate with many artists who consider themselves very introverted and they want to yes. they want to sit in their studios but um, the hard lessons are that you can create the most beautiful work in the world millionaires aren't strolling outside your studio looking for someone to just throw money at right. and I think that if you understand that you have to be aggressive um, yep. and push yourself out there from a very early start, um, you will have more success that way from the very beginning. We, if you think of something like something as simple as you can turn the TV on and see an ad for Coca-Cola, the most recognizable brand on earth, yeah. why would they still be advertising if everybody knows them? It's because you have to keep advertising. You have to keep every single day. And fortunately, in the last 15 years, social media has been a great way to f do that for free. You, you can do that every single day and, and share and build those networks on your own. So, going back, no, I don't want to go back. So, social media today, so you learned by doing um, workshops, uh, internet classes. I, I again, I, I may have been a little bit of an, uh, maybe a natural promoter. I, from the, like I said, an early age, I was doing things, trying to get my ideas Your out ideas there. Your ideas out there. And, you know, I played in the music business for a while. did that when I was in my teens and early 20s and, and knew what promoting was like. Just right. constantly trying to promote and get your work out there. And I applied that to my art career. You know, mm -hmm. getting out of school, we didn't even have the internet. So it was really trying to get a regional kind of, uh, you know, kind of uh, attention on your art was, was important. Talking to a lot of local media and things like that, sharing postcards everywhere, really? business cards, that, that kind of classic stuff. Then the internet came around right after, you know, right, I'd say, I'd right. say 90, 97, 98, I started yep. getting involved in that heavily because I saw the benefits of it. Like you can work from anywhere and make a living. And I dove in right away and it's funny because most of the people I graduated college with they all went to New York City because they were going to make you know make it in in the city and that was going to be it right away and and they had a very difficult time and I went moved to the Berks County area in Kutztown and then eventually in Hamburg where I live and I set up my life and I I, I do business all around the world I, I don't 
I probably do five to ten percent of my business locally. I don't. I don't really even show anymore that much. No, I was going to ask you. You yeah. showed your apprentices work here at yes. Studio B, yes. but not yours. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I. It's funny because uh, it, it, for me, like I said, this is all part of. I mean, I work with a lot of people and teach uh, a lot of students on Tuesdays and Thursdays and. From the beginning of the day to the end of the day. Private lessons, group yes. lessons? Yeah, private lessons. Um, I do some workshops here and there with people and teach them. But mostly stuff. private lessons. But mostly, yeah, one-on-one. I have people all different countries. I have people in the Middle East, in China. Really? I've had, I've had people also come to my studio uh, for workshops. They'll, they'll come for a week. I've had... I had people come from China about uh, 10 years ago. Uh, two people flew from China to study with me. For no kidding, but uh, your private lessons, some of them, a lot of them are online? Yes, uh, I would say the majority of my students, uh, probably 80% of my students are, are online. And their ages from, uh, my youngest one is, uh, she's in uh, Virginia, she's maybe 12. And my oldest, I think she's in her mid-80s. And, no kidding. And she's, she's, well, actually, no, I'm sorry. I think she's in her late late 70s. But she's one of my favorites. <laughs> she's got more she's... energy than even the young kids. <laughs> she's so awesome. She's from Texas, and she's, I love her so much. But it, there, it, it's, a, it's a wide range. It's people that went to college. I, I teach professors that taught college. No kidding. Um, and, and it's really great because, you know, everybody has a need. Uh, they're they're custom because everybody has you know a place they've been and a place they they want to go. So right. I try to screen them right away from the beginning and come up with something custom of an experience to give them pragmatic tools that they can work with. Well, do you work with real novices or I like have, have, yeah. day one, step one? Shift. I want to learn to paint. Teach me. I have one guy. Uh, he's been with me four years. He's a doctor. He's a, a pediatric uh, doctor in Texas. And he just wanted to learn. And I turned him into somebody who's become capable of, of doing this, drawing figurative work and, and portraits and things. I've had, as I said, I've had people who are grad students have more education than I do. People have taught college. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's great because you can really give to a lot of different people. There's Everybody's missing some little thing, some little bit of confidence. And um, yeah. some people, it's just a promotional end of things. They want to learn how to, how to market themselves and they, they yeah. want to plan. Um, but a lot of it is just, it, it's a prag- pragmatism that you, that you need in your career. You need to, to basically set towards some kind of goal and work towards that 100% of the time. So how do, you, how do you manage to help people figure what that goal is? Easily, they can show me what they've done. They can show me examples of their work. They mm-hmm. can show me a resume. Show me what they tell me what your sales history is like. You know, like yeah. a lot of people don't want to talk about that, but that's if you want to sustain yourself, you've got to have a goal of I need this to live. Yeah. You know, I I support five people in my house, and you do. I, I have my wife and three children, and and actually my one daughter has followed me. She's one of the. Uh, apprentices that I have yeah she showed here as well and yeah. I'm actually pushing my son we've been for a while he's 15 and he may be joining us as, as my fifth uh, no student. kidding but uh, my other students are she's 21 um, Claire's 21 she showed here and Ava is uh, 17 and um, they're both entering the field and Ava, we've all got different different uh, goals different styles of work um, yeah. I don't think any of that is is super important uh, other than consistency and quality are you able to teach abstract um, I do have some students that have worked that way 
I've had students who work in uh, digital work and students who work in watercolor and so means. Yeah, uh, I think that you know again I can I can give some kind of basis to help them in that even if I don't understand it. Um, there, you know, I don't. I've never touched watercolor in my life, but wow. there's some standards that you know I can help to bring to it, whether it be drawing or anything else like that. Um, at the very least, kind of give some course career guidance to to help them and you know achieving their goals. My my daughter's work is slightly abstract, slightly you know mm-hmm. representational, um, and um, we can help kind of you know help that guide that you know. Um, goals you know okay well let's pretend I come to you and say all right Eric I've got a living room full of artwork and I don't know where to start Mm -hmm. what would you say to me I would say well I would I would look first and see what is it is the artwork consistent is it all over the place are you painting trees sometimes and people another time and okay you know um, I would try to get an idea of what you have been working on first of all what has not been working then I would ask what what have you done what, and what, I would say to you well I've exhibited in a couple of shows and mm-hmm. a couple of galleries but I understand that you are suggesting for us to use social media so what what should I be doing Th- that is that is the the secret of it is that you know it does come down to you taking complete authority over your work and to say okay you know i can show in a show that's great that gets your work out there is it distinguishing you from the rest of the group is you know group shows can be really good for a resume i definitely suggest it for younger students and anybody um, who finds good value in that um, i've had students sell work in those shows too um, for me, I believe more of a, 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 a personal approach to all of it is best. Um, go what out there. What does that mean exactly? Yeah, go out there and really start to develop your own audience. For a, example, a niche audience. You know, would I go to my 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 family doctor and say, I think your office needs more artwork. Can I show you, would you do, is that what you, you mean? You that can, kind of thing? You can, you can. Um, when people say about getting your work out there, mm-hmm. um, I think sometimes people put that on autopilot and just go, okay, well, I'm just going to put it in a show. Yep. And, that's, and that's a positive approach, but it's like, okay, that's one thing you're hanging your, your career on. What else are you doing? What else are you doing? in, in, in Because in this career, like, you know, just like direct mail, people who do direct mail, they send out all those annoying ads. Four percent. And yeah, if you're lucky, I yes. usually count on about one to two percent. Yeah, yeah. I assume my husband's a marketing person. Right so there, you go. Right there you go. There you go. So I assume <laughs> I assume the work that I'm going to put out there is maybe going to get one to two percent. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to put a lot of effort in, just like marketers do. You have yeah. to understand that and say, okay, you know, if if putting your work in a gallery is one hundred percent of what you're doing, that's not enough. You need to do that and a bunch of other things. And and I look at, you know, social media as our way of being able to put advertisements out there for free. It doesn't hurt. It's just our time. And just like any good habit you would have, like you get up in the morning, you brush your teeth. That's a habit. Yeah. Get up in the morning and make a post on a social media site and connect with two or three people. Go to this other place, find another social media site, connect with a couple of people there. Comment on a couple of people, you know, spend 10 minutes a day, just like you would brushing your teeth or whatever else it would be, 
and watch that over time grow. It's not an overnight thing that right. happens. But a lot of times doing that every day for years builds yourself an audience. I, I have well over uh, 100,000 at this point for, for all, a lot of the social media site that I, the sites that I'm involved in. Um, that's still not enough. I, I, I believe that there's, there's more to be done. Um, but when you have a larger audience, you can start looking at that 1% as a bigger 1%. Yeah. You know, 1% of, of 100 is 1. Right. You know, 1% <laughs> of 1,000 is 10. You know, yeah. start thinking about that 100,000 and, and all those things. So if you're trying to share every day what you're doing and you're connecting with people and building a, a, a small audience, yeah. I'm at the point now where I, I have a lot of galleries that come to me and want to work with me. And I'm like, why would I work with you? Because I'm, I can sell my own work, get 100% of the profit, share it with my family that I love, yeah. and not put my career on autopilot so that you can take 50%. I have to ship my work to you and pay for that. I have to take care of all these other fees and stuff like that. Why would I do that? Yeah. You know, I, I have built my own micro audience. Almost like, uh, you know, when you see back in the day, there'd be, you know, there big mainstream bands on the radio. Yeah. And then there'd be more of the cult bands yeah. where they would get their own audiences yeah. and connect with people without all the big business behind it. And you still remember those cult bands. You remember yeah. the ones that, that weren't so big. So you think about yourself that way. Like, there's enough room for all of us. You know, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't believe in a zero-sum game for, for the art world. I believe that... Which is why, I'm, and I'm proving it with the people I work with. Like, I give them what I do. I, when, I'm, when I'm teaching them, a lot of these students that I'm teaching my, my techniques to, I'm teaching what works for me, I'm teaching, you know, marketing for them and stuff, and even my apprentices. I'm giving them that knowledge because they're going to take it in their own way. We're not stealing from each other. There's, right. a, there's a big table of food there, and we can, right. all, we can all do things with I it. I you know? love that you said it's not a zero-sum game. I mean, that to me is the core of so many of our issues, oh, thinking yes. that if I let you have something, then there's less for me. That's right. And that's in so many areas. It's terrible. That is not true. It's terrible. And that, that has been also, you know, as I said, I, I have this, I grew up with certain things. And yes. I, you have a little chip on your shoulder. I don't consider it a chip on my shoulder anymore because I tend to think more positively. But there was a lot of artists that I asked when I was starting this business for help. People that were signed to galleries asked, you know, could you put a good word in for me? Could you do this? And people just either didn't, didn't get in touch right. with me or told you, no, I worked really hard for this. I'm not going to share it with you. Right. And I went, you know, I could be ticked off about that and go, I'm going to be mean too to everybody else. But no, I said, you know, I'm going to get somewhere so that I can help other people. Yeah. And yes, I, I'm, I'm paid to teach. I'm paid to work with people and market. But it is personal to me. It is very personal. And I, I really, truly believe that, you know, people just need a little bit of a, you know, a lift about, mm -hmm. okay, you know, don't waste my time doing this. Don't waste my time doing that. Because there's, there's just a lot of less, there's less habits, people that have, don't have good habits. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot uh, of, of uh, anxiety, um, confusion, what to do, you know, what do I spend my time on? Right. And I think people divert a lot of attention in areas they don't need to either. You, you need to keep this as simple as possible and then expand it. As okay, it so let's, let's delve into that just a little bit because then I want to talk about your apprentices. Sure. 
so don't let me forget. <laughs> uh, but where do people waste their time? I think people waste their time with things that aren't achieving their goals. Okay, so if your goal is to um, get recognized, yeah, okay, that's different than being somebody who sells a lot. Okay. Okay. So I could put my art in a lot of places that would be recognized or seen. Okay. And maybe I can get in the newspapers or in art magazines and people would recognize me. Right. Converting that to money is a little bit different. You know, it doesn't always you get recognized and you get money. Any, any business is like that. In the music business, you know, it's the same thing. People would say, you know, I don't care about the fame. I care about the money. Yeah. You know, I, when I stopped, I, I did spend a lot of time working on my presence. And you do need to do that. You do need to spend time trying to get your, your name established out there. Win a lot of contests, that helps. Get in a lot of magazines, that helps. You know, become somebody who is known. Um, I would argue you can do a lot of that stuff building your social media audiences by putting good content out there and yeah. sharing yourself. And it takes less time and less effort. Define but, good content in, um, your, in your sure, area. Sure, sure. So spending, uh, I, I like to share what goes on in my, studi my studio. Um, you can connect with me on any social media, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook, okay. uh, LinkedIn, Pinterest, anything. I'm, I'm on everything. Um, but sharing what goes on in my studio, I'll do a lot of um, timed you know, the time-lapse paintings and drawings. Oh, I love that. So, yeah. Fun. So you'll see a lot of yeah. stuff. And, and inadvertently, I'm kind of helping answer questions for people because I get a lot of people that are like, wow, Absolutely. That, that, I could see your process, even though it's sped up, I could see your process. And some people ask, you know, what are you using and stuff? And I'm, hey, this is the paint I use. This is the, the brushes I use. Happy to share, you know. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of thing really helps. And then if you have any, uh, you know, you can answer questions, like how do you varnish a painting? How do you do anything like that? Um, like to do those kinds of things too. So you start building up a reputation on there that's that's very helpful, and then you attract more people to to the to the social media. Well, know? I just I'm I'm so impressed, you know, <laughs> just because I know how difficult it is for you know. And you had mentioned earlier, many artists are shy, introverted very kind much. of thing, and that's how I got involved. Right. Because I'm a former English teacher. Oh yeah, nice. And yeah. <laughs> And um, my husband and I did the Bear Fever Project around town. Nice. And I got to meet artists and realize what you said. Right. A lot of them, very talented, yes. but didn't like to talk, didn't like to showcase, yes. didn't like to promote their work. Well, I figured I could do that and have, um, have a role right. Right. in an endeavor that I am inspired by. Right, right. So, um, I mean, that's... That's how I got here, kind of, and that's doing great. what I'm doing, but yeah, uh, trying great. to help people, same as you. That's, that's exactly, and there's no more noble cause, nobler cause than that, right. is, is to truly help everybody, because, listen, we're all hurting in some way, yeah. you know, even, even me, I mean, I've accomplished a lot of things, but my list of things I want to do is a yeah. hundred times bigger than what I've done. Yeah, and, and, and I certainly, if I had set a goal of making money, I have failed miserably. <laughs> And, and, but see, that's, but that's what it comes down to is, you know, like I, I, I work in that produce quality products. Yeah. So if you can establish yourself as somebody that they know they can go to, to get your quality product, you, you work out your niche, whatever it is, yeah. if it's portraits or still yeah. lives or anything, create the best still lives you can. Like I, I work with my apprentices and they'll, they'll create a great piece of art. I'm like, great. 
That's really nice. Now don't sit on your hands. Create a hundred more of them. Wow. You know, because you need to you need to create it enough that you just you you create a brand. Yeah. We we're all marketers. We have to be. There's no other way. But even if it you even if you're the shyest person in the world, creating a brand. Once you get to that 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 point where people go, yeah, I go to him because he, he has does this. this. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I when I was in college, I had a professor say, you know, if you decide to do the work that you're gonna do, um, you'll never make you never have a career uh, from it. And that, that really hurt because I, I, I really did like the guy. I've had plenty of negative things from people I didn't care so much about, so it just rolls off one. But I thought, no, I'm, I'm going to make it. And I, I, w- I did a lot of religious art from the very beginning. I grew up Catholic. I still practice. So it's something very important to me. And I studied old master's work, so I really wanted to make sure that, you know, I'm doing it to the level that inspired me as a kid. And so I've created that from the very beginning. Everybody said, you're crazy for, I mean, it's, right. it's a portion of my business. I right. would say 60, 70% probably of my business now. But um, they said, you're crazy for doing that. But after a while, you become that person that people find Come you to. everywhere and you're the guy. Well, that's what's so impressive, I think. You've got this business going and this business going mm-hmm. and this business going, all income flow. Many baskets. That's, Many baskets. That's, that's the thing. That's Let's the talk thing. about your apprentice program. Sure, sure. What does that mean? Um, I would say, you know, it really stemmed from a need uh, for help. Uh, when you look at, uh, you know, the old masters like Rubens. Mm-hmm. Rubens had like 30 people working for him in his studio. Okay. I've always admired that, you know, very yeah. much. I admired the business sense of it very much from the very beginning from hearing it. You know, because you got somebody like Rembrandt, he had his own own students, uh, apprentices helping him as well. Um, you know, th- there's a reason why their work was able to to become as recognized as possible is because you, you're not doing all the positions. Yeah. And for me, it becomes very difficult right now because I've got so many commissions. I've got my Dante's Inferno project that I set out to do years ago. For uh, yourself. For myself, exactly, which is enormous. It's, it's 40 paintings that are four foot by five foot. Um, I was trying to finish them by the 2021, obviously that, that's passed, um, but I'm still very much working with that. Where, what's your goal? Where are you gonna put them? Um, I'm, well, I'm obviously gonna, I'm gonna show them when they're finished. Um, I'm hoping, I, I'm working out talks with a American museum I do have connections in Florence that um, want oh, to show it. Really? So yeah, so I will be able to show it in Italy, which is really, really where I want to show it. But um, I've already sold out parts of it. Um, they'll, they'll obviously give the pieces back in order to, to do the right. exhibitions. But right. they'll be show, They'll be sold off in pieces. I did find some investors early off in the very beginning, wow. and uh, I fulfilled. You know, there they. They decided to choose a couple of the pieces as I was painting them. I basically said, you know, you would have first pick, you have second pick, third pick, fourth pick. No kidding. And um, so I'm up to panel uh, the 15 out of 40 right now, which is wow. a, a Herculean effort amidst a very busy schedule of painting commissions, which some of those are much larger than this. Now, do those, because this is your particular project, um, your apprentices help with those as well? Yes, they do a lot of the underpainting work. Okay. Um, I, I start off, I, I work with the compositions uh, for all of the pieces. I have uh, somebody I'm working with um, as a confidant with, uh, with the project I'm collaborating with. Uh, his name is Dr. Uh, Christopher Kleinhens, and he 
taught uh, medieval literature okay, for sure. over 40 years at, okay. at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And uh, we found each other back in 2016. I was looking for somebody to you know, really help because I, I didn't want to do just, just some artist rendition of the Inferno. I wanted it to be legitimate. And if it's, this would be used in the future for college textbooks yeah. or high school textbooks where they could, it would be a, a, a really tangible, you know, to the, to the letter of the, uh, you know, Dante, the way he wrote them. I wanted it to be to very, very good and, and acceptable. So I hired you know him to, to get right. involved with me, and then he's kind of guiding me through each panel right. about you know what do the emotions look like, what what's right. going on in the story, what is Dante feeling, what is Virgil feeling, this is what's happening with this character. So I'll I'll create a thumbnail sketch. I'll send it to him. He'll say, yeah, it looks pretty good. Let's try this. I'll hire the models. I'll have everything posed out. I'll come up with the scenery and stuff. I'll send him a final sketch, and he'll say, yeah, tweak this, tweak that, and then I'll start painting. And I'll, I'll start wow. the initial sketch on this four foot by five foot panel. And then my apprentices will help with the, the building up some of the painted layers so right. that it gets into the, the right tones yeah. and, and some of the hues you know, to, to a certain level where it's there. And then I'll take it from, you know, whatever, maybe they're at the 35% point. I'll take it through the rest of the way, just the way the old masters would have. They would have had wow. their specific people. And, and your apprentices, yeah. they are paid. Um, they are not. Okay. They are not. They are not. This is this is and this is part of it because right now they, they basically it's a, it's a two way two way street. We um, they work on some of my stuff some of the time, not not really all of the time, but they bring their own work to the studio and I help them with theirs. So I'm developing their career and it's completely voluntary. You know they want to awesome. come and work. So like today, they, they, the normal days they come and work with me as a big group is on Mondays. Mm -hmm. So they'll come with me for about three or four hours and they'll bring all their work and I'll help them kind of course correct some okay. of their things, um, help them with their development of their, their careers, push them into some shows, try to get them their gotcha. work out there, um, really try to help them with every, every possible thing. Like Marky right now has a, her first solo show coming up at the end of the year. So I was helping her with, you know, coming up with some... some Where's she showing? Uh, the Art Plus Gallery in, oh, okay. in, uh, in Reading there. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. she's uh, been a member of that gallery now for oh, okay. a few years. Uh, my daughter just joined as a friend last year, so she's uh, trying to build up into that as well. But, okay. Um, but yeah, we, we try to, I try to market them out there. I try to share, I share their posts, um, thing, accomplishments and their new works with my mailing list, which is much larger than anything they have. So I introduce them to my collectors and give them a chance to also get you know their, awesome. their pieces purchased and things like that. So it's a back and forth between us, um, pretty much for for everything. So I very I, good. I care very much all all four of them that uh, they're going to develop into something really great. And if you can start off in the right direction, you know the way you promote, the way you create. Yeah. Um, you know I can take missteps. And early on, because you don't want to waste your time if you're if you're going in the wrong direction. Like I, I did so much when I was starting out, and it was only because I had no one to ask. Yeah. Um. You don't want to waste time. Yeah. You know, like I watched Marky's career go straight up. You know, Wonderful. we 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 started working together, and getting her work out there and producing. You know, because the the great experience about you know having a student work on. The kind of commissions I'm doing, four foot by eight foot paintings, huge, huge, you know, yeah. realist masterpiece kind of works. By the time they get to their own work, they're not afraid anymore. 
they're not they've they've taken on challenges they wouldn't right. normally get until maybe into their mid career. Right. So like Marky will tell me like oh you know gosh this I, the first time I worked on this one painting I was so nervous and I'm gonna joke with her now about it I'm like yeah now now look at you you just take, <laughs> you just you just get into it and, and go but the, benef- <clears throat> the benefits are. And, many. And, and and what's great is that they're getting that experience. So then, you know, I see her own work because I'm pushing her to create more now because she's at the point where she's selling so much that she can't keep no an inventory. Kidding. And so I'm like, all right, now you've got to develop different ways to build your, your inventory up be, without selling them so you can show more. Yeah. You know, so we're working on different different strategies, yeah. you know, different offerings, whether it's small paintings, large paintings, yeah. charcoal work. And, and, you know, having the experience of being able to sell a bunch of those things and at the price points that I know, like, I can guide her in those directions. So it becomes a really great way to, you know, kind of like a Tom Sawyer thing, like, give yes. everybody the, the yeah. brushes. And, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's, really, it's really great in that regard. So I see everybody kind of pumped up from it and, and yeah. they're, you know. And working I, together. Yeah, exactly. In a group. Yeah, they're is, all helping. Like, even Marky's able to help. Claire and Ava now because she's been around and yep. they'll ask, well, what is Eric like? Well, Eric likes it done this way and and, and he usually will suggest using this paint. Like, the, the system is there and, and that's what I'm looking to grow into a brick and mortar academy that's just outside of my, my studio. And, I love and, it. And grow it into something that'll go well into the future. I love it. And, well, I was inspired with the short conversation we had a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and I am even more inspired today. Sweet. And as you said at the beginning, it's going to be hard to package this in 20 minutes, I and we did, <laughs> we did not succeed, but um, I certainly, I certainly in, encourage folks to get in touch with you if they want to learn more. Absolutely. My, my website is ericramusic.com. It's E-R-I-C-A-R-M-U-S-I-K.com. Um, if you're interested in instruction, um, I have uh, on my navigation, you'll see there's a part that has instruction. I have online classes I teach. I teach in person for students that are local. I, I have students travel as much as an hour away. Um, and I also do a lot of consultations. Um, and if you just want to say hello, send me an email. And uh, I'm always happy to help people and uh, see everybody succeeding a little bit more. Thank you so much for joining us today Absolutely, on the Be Inspired podcast. Thank you, Jane. It's a pleasure. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Be Inspired podcast. If you enjoyed the Be Inspired podcast, please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And we welcome you to suggest people, projects, and perceptions that inspire you. What the world needs now is inspiration. Contact me, Jane Stahl, at studiobbb.org or stop by Studio B. More information can be found in the episode notes. We are eager to meet you and learn what it is you love. This is the end of today's episode, and I hope you find your way today to be inspired.